Hello and welcome to the Run With Ellie live show, the show that brings you stories from your everyday runners to professional athletes and other specialists in the running community who all share a common passion for the sport. I'm your host, Coach Allie. I hope my podcast can help you change the way you live and the way you move so in the long run, you're able to live a sustainable and healthy lifestyle that you deserve. The purpose of this podcast is to promote the love of running. Throughout my experience speaking with the individuals in the running community, I've found that many of us seek acceptance and relatability in some way, shape, or form. On Run With Alley Live, I tie together the common pain points and solutions through the stories told by the special guests on the show. Each individual has a unique running journey and shares how running impacts the mind and body in the sport and outside of it, both mentally and physically. So stop being so hard on yourself. Tune in right here weekly for new motivational episodes with special guests to inspire you to change your life for the long run. Thank you once again for joining us on Run With Ally Live. Please don't forget to support the show and our special show guests by clicking on the subscribe button in Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you choose to listen to the show on. Hi, everyone. Welcome to my solo episode and recap of the 2022 Bank of America Chicago Marathon. This is your host, Coach Allie. Run with Allie on Instagram, and I'm so excited to share all about the race experience and not just the race itself. I want to start out by just putting a little note into your head and just a friendly reminder that everything could be going well for you so so well but it's okay if something doesn't go as planned and to keep your composure and just trust yourself I'll leave it at that I'll come back to that later in this episode but happy Saturday um it is like 6 p.m here in New York and I'm just thinking about how a week ago all I was doing was sitting in bed with my feet up Chillin, I watched The Luckiest Girl Alive on Netflix. If you haven't read the book or you haven't watched the movie, I just gave you a little fun thing to watch. And then I watched the Kipchoge documentary, which is my lucky thing to do watching before any race (laughs) these days. Uh, Now, that being said, congratulations if you ran the Chicago Marathon and to the other woman who I had the pleasure and opportunity of coaching, you know who you are. You smashed it. And we're already heading into New York City prime time. So excited to be leading two shakeout events, one with Fleet Fee, uh, November 4th in the evening. Molly Huddle is going to be hosting a little, um, I believe, uh, talk. And then 11.5 with Prehab New York and Denise Thoreau. We're going to be hosting a 7.30 a.m. shakeout run ending with Core Power and lovely complimentary massages by yours truly at Prehab. So uh, I'm going to be sharing the Eventbrite link in the show notes. Please do sign up for 11.5 if you are around in the city. And good luck of you for you. Um, good luck to those of you training for the New York City Marathon. It's going to be amazing. Okay, so you could probably use these tips, New York City Marathoners training, in your next race to apply not the like technical stuff, but just the beauty of the marathon and all the ebbs and flows that go along with it. So I apologize if I ramble a lot and just go on tangents here. Um, I honestly sometimes think I have ADD, but apparently I don't. So 
I, if things are in like no particular order right now, um, you know, bear with me. I just have so much that's on my mind and I obviously am following, you know, a sequence. I wrote this out so I wasn't going to, you know, say everything all at once. But yeah, I just wanted to oh, ease the nerves a little bit and just, I got to relive this excitement with you guys right now. So, okay. The Bank of America Marathon, it happened, it happened a week ago from tomorrow in Chicago, Illinois. And for those of you that don't know what a marathon is, that's okay. It's 26.2 miles. Ultra marathons, which people sometimes refer to as marathons, are something or anything over 26.2 miles. The gun time for the race was 7.30 a.m. That's when the elites went, and then everyone else uh, went off 7.32. 7.34 was my corral, and then, you know, the waves behind us started at 8 o'clock and 8.30 a.m. Uh, respectively. So, yeah, there was an issue with chip timing, but we all got it resolved. So, that's that's always a good thing. Now, you know, so going back to what I was doing the day before, um, I was completely off my feet. I let my brain rest. I just I'm someone that truly needs a lot of that mental energy to just dial in, lock into the pace and stay focused. And I did tell my athletes this, too, but it's easier said than done, especially if you're with a group. However, this is the one time you could be selfish. So when you're going for a goal and you don't want anything to get in your way, you got to do what's best for you. You got to tone every, you got to just shut everything else out. Um, give your mind an opportunity to rest and just be mindless by watching a fun movie like The Luckiest Girl Alive and just enjoy not doing anything. And I know it's going to be hard and it might just be really enjoyable as well, but you know, Try just to watch the movie, especially to take your mind off the nerves. And, you know, because we need to nail that sleep on the second day before race day, especially carb loading. You know, I personally carb loaded a week out from the marathon. I'm not going to share what exactly I did um, because everyone's different, but I, you know, I just believe having a well-balanced diet, but just really consistently, like your entire life, staying on the same regimen and just training your body to be able to like run for the long run, no pun intended, I mean, is the way to go and just having up on carbs isn't going to upset your stomach as badly. Uh, it might just be me, but just a tip. Um, so I want to get into race day. Otherwise, this podcast is going to be like three hours. Um I'm going to go through literally before the race, what happened mile by mile and how my training looked, how my fueling looked, logistics, um, my splits, explaining them to you, a mishap that happened during the race, my experience, my race goals, the weather, I already said pre-race and yeah, if I attain my goal. And so, yeah. Without further ado, so race day, pre-race, I woke up at 4 a.m. I said I was going to wake up at 4.30 and totally didn't happen, but that's okay because I was so excited and I slept maybe five hours, but the night before leading up to that, I was getting consistent eight to nine hours of sleep, like nothing interfered with that. I put my phone on do not disturb, put it 
on a night table across my like from where I can't get it to my bed and just I I need a little white noise so I have a water distiller but I honestly just needed my brain to stop and so that was my trick I also did schedule my week before the marathon to allow myself to have the grace to sleep in if I needed to um and so I was fortunate enough to switch my work schedule with my clients and any brand calls and anything I had to do so yeah sleep played a major role for me. Sleep is important. Uh, we all need it. And apologize if I, you know, I hate saying me, me, me all the time, but this is my story and I have to. And also I'm telling it in hopes that you could take something valuable from it and either learn something, pay it forward or try something out in a way that works for you. And I truly mean that. That's why I go on here. Um, and, you know, because I, I know there's others of you like me listening, um, things might work great for you and things might not. And then even having that knowledge to share, just it all compounds. So backing up um, back to what I was saying. So I was so excited race day morning. I Skyped my dad. He lives in Thailand. I couldn't even formulate words because I was just so nervous, but like excited. I put on my Nike three quarters top. My run rabbit shorts. I stacked my Morton, the caffeinated and non-caffeinated, in my sports bra with two you can energy gels. And I had my white compression socks on from Pro Compression, my Nike Vaporflies. Um, my friend Juan, his sweatpants I was going to toss because it was in the early 40s when I had to get to the gate at earmuffs and mittens. And I put actually hand warmers and mittens. It was so great. Um so I see it in the W. I took my shuttle to the park. The It was very, very organized at the start. I did not check a bag, but I had to enter at gate four and I just went right in and went to my corral B and then just kind of sat. And, you know, I was just talking with one of my runners about this on her race recap, but it makes sense now why all of those porta potties were red. And what I mean by that is, you know, it's, it, it's usually green if it's, you know, vacant. And the result, all of these porta potties are red. I'm like, how is this possible? Like, why are these closed off? But apparently, like, staying warm in the porta potty is like a thing. I didn't know that, but that's so smart. It did cross my mind when I was in there, like, wow, that'd be interesting if people, you know, do that. But apparently they do. And that's a, that's just smart. But like, oh, I'd rather be not placed with someone's literal, like, shit. No, like, no, you know. Like, hate to say it, but yeah. Um, interesting idea, though. Anyways, getting back to the corral. So I was a little early, um, like, I want to say like an hour and a half easily. And I didn't want to walk around. I, everyone was shivering. I was just like, oh, my God. Like, do I start to walk around or not? Like, I have to sit here. And, you know, you're like going back and forth in your head, if any of you could relate to this. But for me... I had nothing to relate to, like for this to relate to, because I have always started in corrals towards the back because I, I never entered a marathon with like a time qualifying time going for a sub three hour marathon. So it's a different runner um, and it is a little just it's a competitive in a different way. Um, and I just hadn't, hadn't been around it like at a marathon. So it was just very cool and interesting to see like how people were handling their nerves and just there was a such a like like an array of di like differences there was people warming up um doing like 
A, B skips, um, both. Um, and then there was people sitting like me, just like really trying to conserve their energy and not shiver too hard because that you're also using energy when you shiver to and that depletes glycogen stores. But that's what you take a UCAN, and this is not an ad, but a UCAN to have at the beginning so that nothing's going to interfere with, you know, t- tapping out your glycogen stores because you're shivering too much. Just an example, but it's a true one and I hope it resonates. So, um, getting, you know, inching to the start. So I couldn't, no one, no one in Corral B could go in Corral A. So there was security by the gates. I liked that because it made me feel just safe and it was super buttoned up and organized. And there's nothing like just knowing or being told where to go and what to do on race day. Cause it's already stressful, like having to run a race and you just don't need anything else you need to worry about. So that was really great. Thank you, Chicago marathon. And, um, I just, I walked into my corral and <laughs> I guess I got, I, I really locked in the zone. Of course I, you know, was getting in the zone for the week before and the day before and the morning of, but yeah, it got real when I walked in the corral. I was like, Oh, this we're here. And I took off my clothes. We were inching up, you know, 10 minutes out from the start. They sing the national anthem, and I just said to myself, this feels right. This is going to be my day. I'll never forget just, like, having that, like, moment because I just felt so ready, like, and regardless of the time, I knew that I was going to do what I had prepared myself for and set out to do, trained for, slept all those hours for, ate so correctly for done all the running technique for like there was nothing taking that from me like the effort just I was so well prepared and I was excited to see how all of that hard work would be executed and so that's more I went into this marathon like with that attitude and that was really cool because it just alleviated it just alleviated all my nerves and in like a good way like the nervous ones where you're like you really can't calm your brain down to like the excited ones but you could still think clearly if that makes sense oh mental training is a thing so anyways it, it, this just happened so fast we're there that little thing happened um and I was preparing my Garmin watch like you know the first car went so we were inching up and just like the adrenaline and just looking at the runners around me, like all with their hands on their like start feature on their smartwatch, just ready to pounce. Like I, oof, it was exhilarating and so scary. And I'm just smiling right now. Cause like, I'm so nervous, like talking about it. I, I'm getting the chills. It's just like, I couldn't even think about the fact that I was running a marathon. I was ready to go and race and just do what I could do and f- have freaking fun with it. Even though I'm not smiling in those pictures, it's because I'm working hard. Doesn't mean I'm not having fun. <laughs> so, um, the, the race started and, you know, I went out, well, I'm proud to say this now, I, I went out at a, at a 646 pace, which for me, that's what I, like, that's like almost like being to the second what I set out to do. Um, I'm known for going out too fast. Um, so like I usually have the opposite problem that what the gun time had me at, which was 816. I'll get to that later, but 
I laughed at first when I saw that because I was like, that would be like a my coach's dream come true in mine. Like, because I don't go out conservatively enough, but I did this race. So mile one was great. And I said to myself, master your pace, master yourself. My coach, Jason Carp, gave me those words. He's my coach right now. Um, I've said to myself, don't stay glued to the pacer, like say, keep them in sight, but they could, you know, Nike said that they could be within 15 seconds of what they were supposed to pace at. Uh, the sub three pacers went out at a 640 pace and they should have gone out at 652 pace. And they said that, but you know, it was just, you could burn really quickly if that's too early on. Um, and follow, I just remind myself, follow the blue line. It's not always in the center, but it's going to get you to that exactly 26.2, especially if you use the lap feature on your Garmin. But it's okay if you have a little, like, more. Just did a better workout. <laughs> so a few things just to prepare for before I get into, like, the specifics of mile one and the rest. Be prepared for the crowd, um, especially at the beginning. And, you know, in the later ways, be prepared for people to unfortunately just be passing the barricades and like walking right through the race. Cause people have no, people are just rude sometimes. Um, it can happen. Be prepared, be prepared for watered down Gatorade. Um, as, uh, apparently in Chicago, they have that. Um, don't cheat and practice traveling with your food. If you're traveling from New York or elsewhere, um, you know, I, I experienced traffic delays like going to the expo from the airport and I, I had food, but like not enough. Um, so definitely, you know, just be prepared for that. If you're flying in a Friday, it's pretty, um, it takes a while. You might not get food in time and that's two days before the race. You don't want to mess it up. It all counts. And before I go into this once more, it all counts, not based on your time, but just being able to execute your best race in whatever way that works for you or looks like for you. It's, it, a marathon's painful because of the distance. So, you know, just having your stars aligned by doing the right things and just, yeah, staying really disciplined. So, um, going into mile one, it was like, amazing oh my god the crowds were roaring I uh, I just felt like I was running like I felt like I was Jasmine on a magic carpet not even the um there was red carpet over the cross bridges which is a little slippery but I just I felt like magical I just felt like a little princess um but I also felt like I went out on cruise control like holy crap I was so proud Mile one before I knew it, I had clocked a 646 or a 643 or something, according to my Garmin. And oof, I was so happy I did that because that, that was spot on and I felt good. Um, mile two, same thing pretty much, you know, there, yeah, mile two to mile three. Um, I kept hitting this person's shoes in front of me because at the beginning of the marathon, everyone has so much energy and I had like so much. So I had to like slow myself down a little because like my, I was going out with my fitness holding the 646 pace, but that almost kept me disciplined and kept me honest and kept me, you know, from going at like to like a sub 620 pace. Um, it kept me at, you know, 640 range. And so and that continuously happened until mile six and just wow the crowd was so full of energy um there was like a full-on 
three hour wall, um, like legit. And some guy actually jumped ahead of us and was like, hope I don't see you again. And <laughs> we never did. Um, but that's when I really fell into my rhythm. My hydration was so on point. I had you can before and a goot every 20 minutes followed by water and jog through the water stations and like didn't miss one uh, besides like one really like later on in the race. But I literally said to myself, find that water and I hit it and my pacing was on and it was we were inching towards mile seven, um, which is pretty cool. Um, the first 10K, my fueling, um, I'm going to go over. Just to recap, um, so I took UCAN 20 minutes before the start, then alternated between Martin Gel 100%, uh, sorry, 100 non-calf, 100 calf. This is not an ad. Uh, and I had the UCAN Edge Energy as my last um, edge for the last par- part of the 10K. Um, I did not take any Gatorade throughout the course. And when I took the gels, I took a little at a time within a certain time frame. So just basically getting ahead of my glycogen stores, getting depleted helped me to keep that pace. And like, because I trained my gut to stomach it, I was able to intake a pretty good amount of carbohydrate, excuse me, in comparison to my last marathon, which any coach and any marathon should tell you a good race is amazing, but without any stats or just anything to compare it to in terms of how you've performed, that's credible is not, it's there's not much use for it because it's just a building block or it's just at the start of your building block. I mean, so for example, say I had, I have two previous marathons or like um, last year's workout log, right. And I'm comparing this year's workout log. I could see over the two years how I'm comparing the two and the systems I use because in hopes that you do follow a program um, you could look at the programs and see like what worked really well for you, what didn't. And then based off of that data, use that to build your next buildup and just like build your next basically yearly plan and maybe work strength and speed, go into endurance later on, work with your friends, team or coach with that. Um, so, yeah. So back to my, the miles. So we are at, you know, basically mile seven and eight there. The crowds were just roaring. I was counting one, two, one, two, keeping the cadence on point, my feet underneath my knees, just doing a form check. And, you know, like I said, when I felt the of glycogen, it, it kicked in like literally, like it was like almost on the second. So hashtag 20 minute fueling strategy should be my new thing. Um, I'm sure there are others of you that could relate through the halfway point, 13.1 miles, um, I found another runner that was pacing at a 255 pace. And he asked me if he could pace with me because he didn't want to stick with the pacers. And I told him, yeah, but when he wanted to go, we could go ahead. Um, even though he started the crop behind me, he finished with a 253. So congrats to, um, you know, whoever you are, if you listen to this, but it was really cool to help pace each other. And, you know, like we checked in on each other. He asked how I was doing, asked how he was doing. And so you just pick up people like that along the way. It's kind of cool. And that was a new experience for me. Um, so, you know, the, um, I can't even emphasize, I guess, how important this is. 
But having no GI issues or not having to go to the bathroom is, I think, any marathoner's goal. First time, season, it doesn't matter. Um, I really didn't experience any, and I have not. I can't say that's happened to me successfully before. In San Diego last year, I didn't, but afterwards, like my stomach wasn't the best. Um, here, it was great. It was fine. So just practicing again, that fueling leading up to the race and during it and practicing that most importantly in my training over and over again, not just once. Consistency is key. That cliche is true for a reason. Yeah, that's all I have to say about that. So whew, that was just such a win for me through the 13.1 mile marker because it's almost like half of the sub three wall, maybe more, um, fell back and, you know, I guess this is when the real race began, mile 14, you know, um, I, it just came to me. It's been all of it, the strength, the technique, the sleep, the nutrition that got me here. And I said that to myself, I reminded that like myself of that, I was freaking cruising, um, with the challenging pace of men, I stuck with them and including my friend that was a pacer, like we were pacing each other because it was challenging, but doable. My bib was flying over the place. It was so scary. I thought it was going to fly off. I actually had to retape the top one to my sports raw because if I had only left one pin, it would have like flown off and I probably would have gotten a DNF, which is do not finish. And that would be horrific. So, <laughs> um, that took us to like mile through mile 18. Um, you know, with, <laughs> mile 18. I mean, should we say more? <laughs> this is like, it could either be brutal. It could either not be brutal, but yeah, it's just, uh, it's just going to be tough. You know, it's the race is going to be tough for me. This was right before hitting the two hour mark with hopefully less than an hour to go. So I did a form check again here, knees over my toes, feet were landing under my chin, posture was, my posture was tall, my shoulders were down and back, I had a slight forward lean for my ankles, not excessively swinging, my arms rotating my torso, doing precision and keeping my eyes on the prize in my head in the game. I knew the race was really going to begin, and I'm very thankful again to my fueling strategy and just racing smart and executing this really well, and I said to myself, this alley, this is the alley I've always wanted to become. And I was there. I was I was no longer worried about looking too fat and not being good enough. And just all the things that I used to think that made me too self-conscious to rock shorts in a marathon. If you look at my pictures, I of my past marathons, you'll notice that aside from San Diego, that's when, you know, I started. I feel like truly just valuing my body and just my athleticism and hell yeah. Every single one of us ladies should be able to rock that regardless. And I hope you do. And if you don't reach out, let's talk because it's taken me work to get there. And I'm sure again, I'm not the only one. Um, so that's, that just brought me through that mile. Um, mile 19, I was focused on, you know, holding the pace. I was thinking about my Dr. Yez's book and extending my ankle and making use of the push off and just getting my head out of thinking about negative things. We can't use negative energy in a conducive way in a marathon because it will just make us tense up and we don't need to tense up because 
that uses extra energy. So focusing on anything but my breath was a game changer for me by doing that. And I stopped worrying about the clock so much at that point and truly just trying to keep the pace and feel it out. And by doing that, I was able to keep the fun in the run, even though it was challenging. It was still fun. Miles 20 to basically the finish line. I was just really in the mile I was in. I was doing it very well. And I knew that that would bring me happiness because it's what I had control over. And I love being able to have control over things I can control in a marathon. And the real only thing you can control is yourself and what you're doing in that exact moment, not thinking about the next mile or the steps ahead. So I I hope you're listening to that. And, you know, you take that with you to your next 26.2 starting line. Um, it helps you stay in the game mentally. And it's important to practice, you know, these things and completing your workouts. And just like even if your pace is are not always on or you don't you don't feel your best or your fastest so just keep showing up for yourself because consistency brings beautiful things and that was just one of them so let that be that um taking it each mile at a time you know made it less painful more special as i saw mile 25 i saw roman alley run on this beautiful sign that says my domain run a faster marathon.com with me on it from icon stadium repping the tracks my 5,000 meter event this summer it was amazing and I actually didn't break the tape that race but did the one after and I had never done that on the track before slash that was my second track race ever so I'm excited to go back next summer if any of you are you know in New York again unsolicited um suggestions but yeah come check it out <laughs> so you know saw the moms went up Roosevelt Hill and just didn't have it in me until I did saw the finish line and I was like, I was hungry for it. I looked at it and I was like, that is mine. <laughs> and I counted one, two, one, two. And I crossed, I crossed, sorry, crossed the finish line sprinting, like at a 5.30 pace and just stomped right there. And I was like, oh, like I was breathing so hard. And the people at the finish, they were like, if you lay down, you'll be escorted to the medics tank, guys. So I was like, oh, God, I keep walking. So I did, got my medal, made it to mile 27. And the last thing I wanted to stomach was a beer. So I had thought I clocked at 257. And little did I know, the app said 302. So, you know, I'm, I'm so excited. <laughs> All I wanted to do was, like, you know, celebrate and jump up for joy and but I had been working for a year and a half, and it's not about the fact that I didn't do it. I was so disappointed that that happened, and I know it happened to other people. And guys, if it's you, I'm sorry. I mean, life is unfair, and, you know, it just – I accepted that that's what I saw. I went to the information tent. I nicely asked someone to be fixed. They told me 24 to 48 hours right after the marathon. And I just walked back to my hotel slowly, just kind of just, yeah, you know, it was a challenge um, after working so hard, but there's so many of us that work so hard. So whoever else this happened to, just know that, you know, you know what you did and times don't define you. 
even though you worked really hard and you deserve to know what you did, because of course you do. Of course. Um, if you did it, it will be changed. Like, and only you know that. So, you know, not cheating, doing it fully and just, yes, it, it will. Um, you know, as hard as it was for me, I got my results on Thursday that finally have posted to the desktop, not the bib of the results in the Chicago 2022 marathon. And it says 257. Um, with my 5k split being a 646 pace, I think it was a 643 on my Garmin, but like, hey, they changed it to like at least the right minute, you know? Oh my gosh. Um, so I, I've really tried to maintain my composure and wanted to for my athletes that's happened to and for for just like for me and for anyone else to just like hopefully I inspire you and help you to just stay calm and just know things happen that are out of your control and you can't change your time on an app that had a glitch so you know I had I had the perfect race everything I just recap for you um, before I just said it. I mean, I think it led to that and I did, but there's also such thing as a marathon high and it's the mental part. And those of you that have finished a marathon, you get it. I've been a 348 marathoner. It was the first one I did. It was my favorite one. It still is because it was my first race. I have nothing to compare to. And I love that. I love the challenge. I love not knowing if I could finish or what that hurt would feel like, but embracing the fear of finding out what it is, I guess. And, you know, I just, if I am able to run God bless another marathon, I'm good regardless of the time, because obviously the distance is very fulfilling for me. I love running fast. I do until like recently I want to rock a faster tank, sorry, 5k and I will, but there's something about the distance and the experience and all the people in the marathon that I just love. And I just, it's different. It's so different. I can't, I should probably do a story on every single one of my marathons in depth, kind of like this one, but hmm, never say never. Um, so, you know, I just want to say that marathon was amazing. Um, aside from the little glitch I just spoke about, I, met my goal. I spoke to my coach two days before and the realistic goal was a sub three because I hadn't done it yet. Um, last year I took 20 minutes off from 321 to 302 and missed it by two minutes at San Diego run, rock and roll, but it was still freaking amazing. It was incredible. And I will be back there this June at run, rock and roll. This is not an ad. Um, but yeah, I just, yeah, it was, this was amazing. Um, I'm, excited for my next goal, which is, I will not tell you for the marathon, but a faster 5k is next and strength and speed. So let's talk fueling and hydration. So I won't take up too much more of your time. I promise I had seven on, I'm sorry, 72 to 120 fluid ounces of water pretty much daily for two weeks leading up to the race. Um, like I said, I took uh, caffeinated Morton and non-caffeinated every 20 minutes you can at the way start um and then at the end and I had a bagel like three hours before I left like well from three hours before I left to the race it was like 
Yeah. So I had it in my room. It was three hours before I started. So enough time to digest. Did not have Gatorades or anything on the course because I didn't train with it. I only had water and I took my time fueling and like within a five minute time frame, I'd have a whole Morton gel, if that makes sense. So I wasn't just gulping down the entire thing all at once. And then I would stop it, get water jogging. Um, truly hydrated hydration and just staying hydrated and fueled so on point this race was one of my race makers for me because my body tends to lose a lot of salt and I sweat a lot and I've never nailed this like I know that now I mean the second thing that absolutely made my race was the running technique and strength specialized exercises that I've been incorporating into my routine along with my athletes. And I'm excited to see what more of us do. Um, very top level, my training. Um, I was training from February 28th through, you know, I guess technically October 8th because the breast day train, I mean, it's, it all adds up. Sleep is part of training too. Um, I started on my strength, power, and speed, and then moved into endurance and running technique work towards the marathon. Um, logistics I went through earlier. Um, it was easy to get dropped off in Uber or a van like I did and walk to the start. Uh, that There were so many people helping you um, for information. It was a lot easier than New York, but New York are my favorite, so not trying to bash you. Just be honest. Being honest. Um yeah, the experience overall, like the actual course is so fast. Highly re- recommended for a PR. Um, unfortunately, you know, I do have to say my experience of the race itself wasn't, it's not as good as I had hoped because of the poor, poorly managed gun chip time starts, the delay in getting people their results. Apparently, there was a lot of confusion for several of my athletes at the end, not knowing where to go for their tents. Um, there was people just running across the race for, I guess, people running anything above four hours. And that's just obnoxious because everyone is deserves equal levels of respect when they pay for, and get into a marathon. Um, so these things happen. But on the upside, the weather was in the 40s and I got a PR and um, yeah. No more. Nothing more. <laughs> Not at all. Um, my splits, my accurate width for my Garmin. I'm, I just would like to read this because I, I just want to share. Um, if any of you have time discrepancies, let me know. But it's annoying because in results of Chicago, it's 646 for the first 5K. I'm going to read you the first three miles. And the beginning of the fourth and explain to you why that's not accurate. So mile one, 640, mile two, 630, mile three, 642, mile four, 640, 640, 630, 642, and 640. None of those numbers are more than 646. So how could that be my average for the first 5k? Those are my first four miles. I'm debating whether I should even ask, but you know, that's still a discrepancy. So that, so the results are showing I still ran slower than I did, but it's okay. I think I'm just going to wait till next time. Anyways, my, the rest of my split, 642, 637, 638, 635, 637, 640, 634, 636, 647, 615. That's crazy. 
I would not recommend doing that. 640, 641, 636, 638, 643, 642, 663, 654, and then I slipped a little bit, but it's okay. We know. Um, the last four miles, not that bad. 7, 706, 706, 744, and then finished 559, which was the last 200 meters. Um, so I got my sub three and I was super consistent, which that's a win. And that was definitely a goal, which I mentioned at the um got a little too carried away at you know miles 23 through 26 I could have pushed it a little more but I honestly truly at mile 25 looked at my watch and knew I was going to make the time 257 which was way I mean my goal was to do sub three this race and I I like concrete goals I don't like when they're like like this could be for goals I mean I like knowing that I got my freaking goal for that race um and you know the, the that is far from meaning I don't have bigger goals, but it's just I like to achieve the smaller ones, if that makes sense. It's a smart strategy, and I recommend it to my athletes. I coach. I recommend it to you, too. So, yes, that is the spiel. That is my race recap for the 2022 Bank of America Chicago Marathon. Woo! I cannot believe it's already over. It's wild to me that it's week from tomorrow already. I mean, I hope all of you are not running this week and training smart and recovering smarter right now because you don't know what that does to your body in the meantime if you run. Um, I do, unfortunately, bad experiences happen because of it, but they did make me wiser. So chill this week, get back to cross training next week, maybe the week after too, honestly, and um, then get back to running a fast 5K or mile before you build for your faster marathon. So on that note, I'm going to let you enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you for giving me 40 minutes of your time. And if you have any comments, questions, please write to me under the show notes, or you could email me by going on runafastermarathon.com and clicking Let's Connect. And other than that, I can't wait to see those of you in New York City. Thank you so much. Please subscribe to the Run Without a Live podcast, and I will see you the next time. Don't forget to become a member on my website to get updates on my weekly new special episodes on the show, sharing fun running feats, training methodologies, and all things running related to help you keep your running fun. Reference the link in the show notes to become a member of the Run With Alley community so you can connect with other like-minded individuals who love running just as much as you do. Again, do not forget to subscribe to the show by clicking the follow plus button, Apple Podcasts or subscribing on whichever platform you're listening to the show on. Please leave a review under the episode in whichever directory you're listening to the show in so I can better provide you with the top-notch content I strive to deliver you week in and week out. Thank you again for listening to Run With Allie Live. If you are looking for the perfect solution to finish your first marathon injury-free, even if you've tried to get in shape in the past and failed, Sign up and get access to your free 24-week program now by clicking in the link in the show notes under this episode. Sign up now. All you need to submit is your email and I'll see you on the inside. Thank you so much for listening to Run With Alley Live. See you next time.